You're listening to Casey Forum with Kathy Quinn. Public affairs with an entertaining spin. Hey everyone, Kathy Quinn here with Fox 4 and this is number six podcast. Yay! So excited. Wait, it's not number six. It's number seven. Yay! See, you just have so much fun doing it. (laughs) I love it. I just love to meet people in the community and then introduce them to all of you guys. So this weekend, we're going to talk to the car Santa. We've been doing a lot of work with him lately, Terry Franz, and uh, he could use some cars. If you got any cars to donate, he'll even come pick them up. Don't worry. They don't run. He'll come get them. So Terry is going to be giving away cars uh, during the holidays. We gave one uh, on uh, Veterans Day in Branson, and then he gave many, many away 11 days leading up to the 11th, so it's kind of cool. But we'll find out what he's doing. And earlier this week, we were able to talk to Jan from World's Window. She has a window with beautiful nativities from all over the world. Fascinating, really cool shop. And so Jan says that people are just going crazy. She's never sold so many nativities. We'll find out from her why. First up, I'd like to welcome Ryan Hudnall, who is the director, and I think you're the CEO as well. Is that right, of Della Lamb Community Services? That's right, Kathy. So, Ryan, and uh, if folks don't know this, for many, many years, Judy Akers was in charge of Della Lamb. She handed it over to Ryan for one year. It was normal. Not so much now. How are you dealing with COVID and with all the services you do in the community? No, I think we're dealing in the same way that many people are dealing. We have big highs and we have big lows. And so um, we've been overwhelmed with um, gratitude about some of the responses from our community, and that has been so humbling to be part of that because we have been able to see the direct impact that that generosity has had. But but we've also experienced those lows. You know, mm. our clients, our program participants, our staff are all navigating the uncertainty of COVID nineteen, thinking about um, the risks that mm-hmm. that the virus transmission has scarcity of resources, furloughs. So it's been a year of flexibility, having to think about how to respond to all the new types of needs that we've encountered because of COVID-19. Okay. I know I started off with a, with a blast right there, but Della Lamb Community Services has been in the community for many, many years, and I can't even begin to list what services you, you, you do so many things within the community. What we talked about earlier this week on Fox 4 was we talked about how you're giving out holiday packages and food and clothing and things to many, many, many hundreds of needy families, and you've had to actually pay ahead rather than, you know, have the donations come in because you know these people need it. And and, mm. and you need the community. You need the community to come yes. in. Yeah, and they're great about it, too. Yeah, we have to have the city. And thankfully, that so many people give ahead of time. But it, Operation Holidays this year is a, is a perfect representation of all the changes that had to be made in order just to continue to provide service. So we had to change from a, a gathering event where we get to just celebrate presents to a drive-through event, which mm-hmm. we mourn a little bit yeah. because we lose out in that rich connection that we can have with our with those who participate in the event. Mm-hmm. But it, um, we're thankful that we still get to have an event. We've had to do so much prep work ahead of time, the registration process, the information we collected as part of the registration process. That was completely different this year. So it, re- it forced us to really shift the, the burden of responsibility, uh, the planning, um, became much more important. 
as we thought about the events this year. All right, so Della Lamb has several different locations. I mean, you've got this and that. Let, let's go through that because when you think in your brain and you don't know about what Della Lamb is, it's so much more than just a building and handing out, you know, food and groceries. It's it's like the whole family, the whole person, the yes. whole community. No, you're so right. It's um, so we we love that we get to be part of Operation Hall, part of Operation and host Operation Holidays, but. There's so much more. We get to journey with families every single day. We're an early education center, licensed and accredited, mm-hmm. thinking about dreaming with our earliest learners here in Kansas City. And we have, we have an early education crisis here that we could touch upon later. We also have youth services, so we get to offer sports leagues and enrichment opportunities to other low-income children and teens. Mm-hmm. We're one of two refugee resettlement agencies um, in Kansas City. And so we get to welcome Kansas City's newest residents. Think about what does healthy community integration look like? How do we support those, mm. find jobs, really help someone on their path to self-sufficiency? And then every day we have a food pantry and social services simply to stabilize families and try and reduce the impact that short-term scarcity might have so that they can be stabilized and go forward healthy. So Della Lamb, every holiday season we know thanksgiving and christmas because that's the season right now you're able to help these folks but this is this is three, 365 days a year it's not just 65 yeah you don't just stop that's right no it's it's not that this singular event operation holidays was impacted but this year we had to re- rethink and re-engineer everything that we do so many safeguards that we put in place we were able to have a football season but thinking about all the risks associated with that the uncertainty with that so it's every day we, we get a journey with so many families every single day it's um in this particular year it's a joy to be mm-hmm. able to do that mm-hmm. but also we've been thinking about how we protect everyone involved in what we do that's right that's right because you've got all those fabulous people i know i always talk about tony but i love tony um he runs Tony's so great oh he's great and he's been there many years hasn't he yeah, he's been there. He's been here two decades. So, you know, you think Gosh. about the legacy of a Judy Acres, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you got, you know, you say, well, Tony's only been here two decades. Thank goodness <laughs> gracious. What a ridiculous testimony of service that he has about how he's helped and, and, and served children and families. He does. He, he loves sports, and so he gets all the sports things involved with the kids and everything. And he hel- he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's helping, he is everywhere. you know, loading things and doing Anyway, say hi to Tony for me. So Della Lamb then, um, kind of go through the different services again where families for the holidays, what they would do if they didn't have you. What would they do? You know, and, and that is the great question this year, particularly. With so much uncertainty, with so much pressure on resources, mm-hmm. Um, how do you access different service providers? And so um, it's important that if a family is listening and needs help, check out United Way 211. They can get you referrals to additional um, agencies, churches, other providers who might be putting on uh, a Christmas kind of event. But, Kathy, what you're pointing to is that there is opportunity still to celebrate our fellow Kansas Cityans. And for those that don't have an event such as like like this, who aren't aware of it, who don't have the, the means of transportation for one reason or another, they won't be able to participate, and they can't celebrate the holiday season like they would want to. 
We are talking about Delalam Community Services, basically located near Woodland, 5th and 6th in Woodland there. And where every year we do our live shots, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite live shots where we go out and they're waiting in line to pick up their items. And they're all just so happy. Uh, some have lost their jobs. Some are on a fixed income and can't afford a holiday meal. And they're able to get this. And they're just so happy. And it's like Della Lamb is, I wouldn't say a community center. It's like a family center. Mm, that's so good. And that's the kind of environment that we want that we really want to create. And so when someone comes in, regardless of who they are and what has brought them there, whether they need something from one of our programs, maybe it's a donor or a volunteer or just a guest, we want them to know that we see them, we're grateful for them, and we welcome them. And so we hope that spirit of hospitality permeates everything that we do from our Operation Holidays event, which is designed to celebrate each other and that we get to share this beautiful city, mm -hmm. um, or if it's something as part of our everyday programming in early education, refugee, or youth services. Um, if you haven't met Ryan, you should meet Ryan because he's like an Energizer bunny. He, he, you don't stop and you just you're so passionate about what you're doing and you're so passionate about the people and helping them and you know you're you're new to you're new fairly new to kansas city right uh so kansas city thankfully has been my home since 99 this role is certainly new i'm new to it okay okay since 99 all right you're, you're one of us you're one of us uh, I am where, one. Where, where were you raised so i was from southwest kansas okay Born in a town called Liberal, um, grateful, grateful for my time there. My parents are both from rural Texas. You know, I'm talking about towns of 1,000 and less than 500. Oh. My dad grew up on a farm. Oh my God! And so, with those, um, with, with with that background, with that rural background, you know, it just became it just became such an easy understanding that a place, the joy of a place is simply the celebration of the people in it. Who you get to share the place with adds to the joy of that place. And so um, in smaller towns, that's easy to see. The place is made because of the people. And that's the same for big town, yeah. for Kansas City. Our city is great because of the people in it. So how do we connect? Yeah. And, you know, they call us a big little town. You know that. It is a big little town, <laughs> isn't it? That ain't Reno. <laughs> <laughs> they call us a big little town. We're talking to Ryan Hudnell, who is the uh, executive director of Della Lamb Community Services and passionate about his job. And, you know, the people around you are passionate, which is so wonderful and lovely. How do you get your volunteers and if people would like to help? You know, so some folks are off work right now. And, and is it difficult <clears throat> right now with COVID? Yes. Oh, Kathy, you're hitting such a such a hard issue, but we got to uh, respond to it. And so with volunteers, you know, so many, um, we have volunteers that are the spectrum of ages, of nationalities and ethnicities. And so how do you, how do you safeguard everyone? And so for many, particularly this year, have stepped away because of the, the risks and the mm. uncertainties around everything. And so it's been tough. It's, um, it's changed how we've thought about programming. It's put a lot of burden on the staff. The staff has just stepped up to crush it and just wanted to serve people. Um, but moving forward, we have to think about, okay, what? how is this changing our notions of what it means to serve? Mm -hmm. How do we create um, distant volunteer opportunities? How do we allow people to connect and have meaningful service without having to be here at 500 Woodland? And so I'm imagining 
platforms that allow for that connection. You know, we have adult education programming. Isn't it, wouldn't it be a beautiful picture that if you had someone who is homebound or, or has transportation challenges, connecting with someone else who have a need to practice their English or for some tutoring, mm-hmm. we can start thinking about how to connect those people. And so for those both in Kansas City and even outside of Kansas City, we can start becoming a platform for connection and opportunity. Very well said. We could sit here and talk for hours. I know, Ryan. You just ah! I would love that. <laughs> okay, so people want to find out more about Della Lane. Where's the best place to go? Yes. You know, of course, um, we want to we want to welcome you. We want you to see our place, 500 Woodland. And this time, it's hard to have guests. So mm-hmm. right now, the best place, www.delalam.org. Check out our website. Um, we're updating it this upcoming year. You've seen the need for increased um, increased ability to, to digitally connect. So we're going to update our website this upcoming year. It'll have um, more tailored and clear opportunities on how to volunteer, the impact that donations make. So I'm excited to see how we digitally engage in this upcoming year. You know what would be kind of cool? Why don't you do um, like a Facebook Live or a virtual tour? Oh, that's a great idea. I think that you should do that because during these times when they can't do it, people are on their computers. and We need people to be able to vicariously visit is what you're saying. Exactly. It's a great idea. Exactly. Do it. Okay. Very good, okay. Ryan. Okay. okay, listen, if I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving or Christmas, have a good holiday season. It's great talking to you. So good talking with you, Kathy. Right, Thank hey. you for everything. All right, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. All right, joining me now here on KC Forum, one of my old buddies, Terry Friends, the car Santa. Terry, I love doing podcasts because I get to introduce people like you to the community out there because we have such a great community. And you know what? You need cars, and there could be somebody out there who might have a car that you can uh, use, you know, they can donate to you, right? Absolutely. We, uh, we this pandemic has slowed things down a little bit, and uh, we just got done giving 17 of them away last week. So we're gearing up for Christmas and trying to get as many cars in as we can get so we can have a big Christmas event, too. Now, if you don't know who the car stand is, I don't know where you've been, because uh, Terry's been doing it for decades here in Kansas City and all over the country, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, we've, I've got one in Seattle right now. We're going out to 15th of December for into Indianapolis. The mayor of Indianapolis asked us to come out and give one away, and uh, so we kind of randomly do it everywhere, but we're based out of Kansas City, so this is where we... Where we do the most good. And, you know, I uh, I made Terry go to Branson with me to give a car away to a veteran <laughs> in Springfield. Poor old Terry. You just do it. I... But it was it was great. So talk it about really was. talk about how you get you get hundreds and hundreds of applications of requests and people wanting vehicles. Let's talk about that particular one. He was from Springfield, Missouri. He's really cool. Yeah, I got. Uh, well, I'll tell you that I clean off every night. I clean off all the applications that come in. And by morning, there's at least 50 to 60 more new applications. And we're probably getting 150 applications a day. Mm. And they and they can come not just from Kansas City, but I get them from 
I don't know. We must have a billboard up in South Africa because uh, <laughs> Cape Town, South Africa, has got people sending applications. And uh, but at least when I go, like when you said we wanted to do one down at Branson, mm-hmm. uh, I can go into the database and and find somebody right in the local area. So it's uh, we get that many applications that really, if you pinpoint anywhere in the United States that somebody wants to give a car away in that area, I can probably pop up. Uh, you know, half a dozen uh, people to select from in, in any town USA. So, darn. How about Mexico? <laughs> you and I go to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. You know. I'd like to. We'd have to take Volkswagens down there. They seem to have an abundance of those. You know. <laughs> um, you know, you've been doing this so long, and it's just so lovely. And I know you never get tired of everybody who appreciates it. Uh, talk about how you got started in this, though. It's just incredible. It's. You know, it's just well, so unique. Started as a, I had a little car lot, uh, and um, we wanted to find a way. How did we tell? How do we tell the whole city we exist? We're good guys and come do business with us. And I came up with the idea: is there was a lot of people that just couldn't get a car, and so uh, we decided, well, let's take a few cars mm-hmm. and uh, give them to people that uh, are unable to get a car. And it wasn't about anything about a fancy car. It was. We wanted to make sure they were mechanically sound. I mean, the engine were good, tannies good, air blows hot and cold, and that was about it. We didn't we didn't make them perfect, mm-hmm. and we didn't look at them as a prize or a gift. We looked at them as a tool. Mm-hmm. People said if I had a car, I could fix my own life and get my own life moving. So we supplied them with that tool, mm-hmm. and started the first year with six cars, grew to fifteen, then twenty, and finally the year at Katrina and. Uh, in fact, I remember you were there that year because my grandson was out there about four years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, that year we did 50 cars all one morning. And that's when I decided that, uh, you know, our our advertising budget was coming out and all the news watching us give the cars away. And I figured out I could only give about 20 to 25 cars a year away and then the news was gone. So I thought, well, maybe we should do it all year. And that's how we got started doing it every Monday. It was uh, July, and the car Santa was giving a car away with cars for Christmas, and just didn't sound right. <laughs> so we started a second program with Cars for Heroes. We had a lot of vets that were gone overseas, and so um, we decided just to take care of our veterans, active duty military, and first responders, and or their families. And so we do that all year, but we still go back into Cars for Christmas uh, for the month of December where we open it up to everybody. And uh, but that's in a, in a, and that's a Reader's Digest version. Keep in mind that's twenty six <laughs> years of stuff there, Gosh. all squeezed into a minute. But you know, car but, salesmen get a bad name; they get a bad rap. Yep. And and look at this. This is just what I'm. I'm getting a car. These are my keys. And oh my gosh! Now you say you know they're not brand new cars. We understand they're not brand new cars, but they are a tool. They are, they are literally a vehicle to get these people to move up with their lives to go on to it's it's as simple as taking somebody to the doctors or able to drive to your job you know it's just crazy oh absolutely we just on veterans day we had a lady and i really give kudos to her but she uh she was in the army for years and she came out and apparently somebody in her family messed up and they were losing custody of their six kids mm. and she didn't know about it and then when she found out they were about to send those six kids six different directions with the state. So she came in and stepped up and uh, took custody of them. And she went from being a single person in the Army for years to a 
overnight mother with six children, oh. and somebody stole her car. <gasps> and she didn't have the funds. She's trying to feed all these people. And uh, so we ended up giving her a big van that she could pack everybody in. But to her, she could care less what, what kind of car it was. Just came, she, she says, I've got six different doctors to go to, six different schools, six different activities every day. And she said, without a car, I'm paralyzed. And so uh, you, it really is just a tool to these people that if they can get where they're going to get their life moving, then, uh, uh, you know, it's a world of difference. But you can imagine, you know, you know how hard it is raising one or two kids. Right? Imagine getting six overnight and then having to take care of them. So uh, she's like a hero in my eyes in a couple different ways, not just military, but stepping up for these uh, his, the rest of her family. Uh, but the story's all different, and you've, you've heard them, but... Uh, you know, that really is. There's, people really aren't asking uh, for anything over and above. They just need something that they can they can get to the store. And today, uh, people get stuck out in the countryside, and they don't. There's no Uber or Lyft to go get them, and they don't have the money for it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, it's it's life life changing for them to be able to get in the car and just. The one guy told me he said the only social life I have is going to the VA, and then when you go there. Everybody's social distancing, so there's nobody to talk to. Oh, it made you feel bad that he's just sitting out in the countryside, but, uh, you know, a car meant the world to him. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible, the stories that you hear. And what day, do you know what day yet you're going to give him away for this holiday, for Christmas? It's going to be the week of Christmas, and we're going to a meeting tomorrow to decide okay. that. Okay. Because uh, we have to kind of be careful on a location, because we're not really trying to attract a crowd, but, of course... You know, we had people that came down and gave all of our uh, recipients on Veterans Day $400. So that uh, they went home with a car, 400 bucks, gas cards, uh, pizza, Minsky's Pizza came by and gave them all gift cards. So they went home with a lot of other things. And that's what happens at Christmas, too. Everybody steps up and wants to do something. So we encourage them to uh, come by and, and just pass them directly to the people that they want to help. That's great. We're talking to Terry France, who's the Car Santa, Cars for Heroes. And you know what? The thing is, you need people to step up now. If they have any vehicles in their driveways that they haven't driven, that they want to donate, they're trying to get rid of, you can even use the ones that don't run. Absolutely. That's that's what uh, we survive on is even if they're junk, uh, we'll steal some parts. They'll save us some money on other cars. And uh, if then we uh, we'll we'll junk them and scrap them, and that money goes to repairing the other car. So they're all of value to us. How do they get a hold of you to give that car to you? Best way they can do it is online at cars the number four heroes dot org. You can go on there and apply for a car, or we'll take a cars, boats, trucks, RVs, <laughs> motorcycles. Oh we'll my take gosh. it all. Oh, that is that is so perfect. And I know, uh, you know, obviously doing this so many years, uh, and I've just mentioned this earlier, it doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. It never changes, and they ask me the same questions every year. How does it make you feel? Well, <laughs> get out there and, and hand the keys over to somebody. You can see how it makes you feel. Aww, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't ever get tired of doing it. Perfect. All right, if you guys want to donate a car to Cars for Heroes or the Car Santa – uh, or you want to apply, get online and do it. And Terry, thank you so much. What do you want to say to people out there? Uh, just uh, help a hero. We got a lot of people out there. We're not running out of people that need help. Excellent. All right. We got more in the way. Stay with us.
Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. We are back now with our third segment. It is Podcast 7. I'm Kathy Quinn. Joining me now is Jan, one of the owners of World's Window. Jan, we had so much fun this week looking at all your nativities in the window. You must have a blast. Oh, I do. I look forward to it every year. It is the mark for me of the start of the holiday season as I open those boxes and look at all those nativities as they come out. And, and not just, it, it's colorful, they're all from all over the world, and I mean, it, it makes you happy. You know, you may not know where they came from, or you ne- may not know the meaning behind them, yet you look and you go, oh my gosh, it just, it's something that unifies folks. It just makes you smile. It does, and it really does show me how small our world is, because all over the world, people create nativities as we get ready for this Christmas holiday often looking like themselves because that's what's meaningful to them, and yet it is from all over the world, and here we have this thing in common. So it is really amazing, and it is my turn at that point to put those in my hands and then move (laughs) them into the front window and then unveil the window for everybody to see, which is just such a joy for me. What is so unusual about them, too, Jan, is that they're made from, what, orange peels? They're made from all sorts of things, and... They're so creative. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some of the most unusual ones. Well, um, we had them made out of, there was one that was lots lots of seed pods that had pumpkin seeds, actually as a part of the little nativity that was put in it. Mm -hmm. So that was one that was different from this year than we've had in the past. Um, They often come in, if it's a stone, it's a native stone, so it's something they would be going out and mining by hand, cutting and starting the whole carving by hand. Um, They come in cloth. They come in um, uh, different kinds of fibers, so like banana leaf fiber or straw, things that people have available to where they live. Um, Ceramic, a lot of clay because that often can be dug in places where people live and work in ceramics. So just all kinds of things which make it the um, as interesting as it is. And how many, okay, so not only the nativities, but every day of the year, you have beautiful, beautiful things from these beautiful clocks. You guys have to go in and see these clocks that, that move. Those are from where? Those are from Bogota, Colombia, from a fair trade, little fair trade, family-run business down there. And they are so whimsical and so fun and Aww. so full of color. And each one of them has some part that swings as a metronome and keeps time. It might be a cat that has a little mouse swinging underneath it. It might be an elephant that the ball that it would usually balance on its trunk is swinging underneath it. Um, and, and they're just charming when you stand in front of them and look at them. I love it. I love it. Um, what was it? Um, purses, beautiful purses. You have clothing. You have, oh, fabulous jewelry. And there's some jewelry that, you know, you take it from all parts of the world, but there's some that, that are helping people make a living. Oh, absolutely. So many of the companies that we work with are smaller fair trade companies, and so these have been organized in countries where workers haven't had as many opportunities, and part of their pulling together as a community is that they often have a joint savings account to help send children to school, 
and do other things that help build up their communities. And so that's a real joy to do that. But we also have things that are made in the United States. We carry some handbags called Danny K bags. They come from Los Angeles. Danny is a wonderful designer. Um, So we look for what captures us in the spirit Mm. of celebrating the human spirit. And if that's here in the United States and, and people who are making things here, then it's here. It might be from South and Central American countries or mm-hmm. African countries. Wherever we see that sense of human spirit coming through in what's being made. And you're talking about we uh, because it was your husband, actually, who had this dream of the world's window in the beginning. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. From the very <laughs> beginning when we started as a little market stall in Westport 36 years ago, oh. and, and I had stayed home with our first child And he got this idea for us to do this. And he said, you know, I don't think it'll take much of your time. And (laughs) here we are, (laughs) 36 years later, in Brookside. um, Just, this has been such a joy for me all along. And I have learned so much. And so it has been a gift to me and a gift to our community that I keep being able to do World's Window. My gosh. All right. So do you have a favorite nativity? Oh, let's see. Mm-hmm. My favorite nativity. Let me think just a minute. Um, I think there was a tall one. Unfortunately, it just got gathered and sold yesterday, but it was so tall and beautiful from Indonesia. It was a more contemporary carving of Mary and Joseph, and Mary was holding the baby. And there was just an elegance to the form of it mm. that um, just really caught my eye. I think it caught your eye yesterday, too. You commented on it. Oh. And um, yeah. so, you know, it's, but each year I, there are just wonderful ones. And there's still some in the window. And we've been scrambling to um, call some of our suppliers and see whether they have some more that they can send in to us. Um, because people are really gathering nostalgia and gathering mm-hmm. meaningful things this holiday season. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. Um, Jam, where are you located? So if you, people know, I know it's a Brookside, but kind of explain. Yeah, it's 332 West 63rd Street. We're just east of Warnell Road. So between Brookside Boulevard and Warnell Road. Um, today, we're a little challenged. Fire gas company is out kind of digging up parts of the road. Mm-hmm. But um, so everybody know we are still open. Um, There's parking both in front of our business and around to the west side by Avenue's Bistro. Um, So, yeah, and we're glad to just welcome people as they find their way. If they feel like they're not safe getting out and shopping, we're at worldswindowkc.store also. Perfect. That's perfect. You are such a doll. Thank you so very much. And, you know, if you go into the world's window, you just could spend hours there just looking at the colors and the things and so many things. Just uh, it's just a crazy. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Happy, Jan. Happy holidays. Happy holidays okay. to you, too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Wait. Is, bye. Wait a minute. It's that time again. Darn it. That's it for podcast number six. I'm Kathy Quinn from Fox 4. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's something you'd like to hear about, send me an email. It's kathy.quinn at fox4kc.com. All right. I got to thank executive producer Katie Connors, associate producer Andrina Byrne, KQKC Broadcasting Music and Educational Foundation for helping us get everything together, uh, the equipment and all sorts of things to make this possible. And of course, Fox 4 and the elders for allowing us to use 
their music as our bumper music and whenever we want to use it. In fact, we close with one of their songs every single time. And actually, if you want, you can check out some of their latest videos at eldersmusic.com. We are going to close the show with an elders song. So until next time, see ya. days and stormy nights All alone without a fight Understanding I am lost Up in the sky the golden Steps my own path, making changes. Hope I last. When I see the light ahead, golden ghost wants me. back the most in the sky the golden